What's going on, guys? Stansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. They can get your credit turned around the way they turn mine around with Wakeham's Credit Amnesty. If you're worried about your credit holding you back on a new car, it doesn't have to. You bring home just $350 per week, Wakeham can get you pre-approved for as much as $30,000 in automotive credit. Find Wakeham online at wakeham.com. It's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. There's no hard credit pool there, no social security number required either. Just a couple of easy questions, save you some time later on at the dealership. Let's get you in a new ride and get your loan approved at wakeham.com. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hello everyone and welcome back to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm Larry Lawson, your host and guide on our continuing journey into the unknown as we search for answers as to what really exists on the other side. And as always, I'm coming to you from the headquarters of the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'm speaking to you from the studios of the Southern Command Post of the X-Zone Nation in beautiful Vero Beach and Felsmere, Florida. Um, as I said, it's uh, great to be back. I've just come back from some a period of time across the pond. Yes, I was in England and uh, experiencing some things over there. And it wasn't just the beer, I might add. Um, but it was quite a trip, probably worthy of a show of itself in the not-too-distant future. I want to give a shout-out to my uh, sister, Linda Campbell, and uh, her, my niece, Paige Kimberly, for taking good care of my son, Ryan, and I while we were there, as well as my good friend, Chris Huff, paranormal investigator extraordinaire out of Durham in the UK. But tonight, folks, I'm uh, really anxious to introduce to you my guest, Er Mr. Eric Vanderlin of War Party Paranormal, a group I think very highly of down in West Palm Beach, Florida. Eric Vanderlin was born on the island of Oahu in Hawaii, but has lived in South Florida since he was eight years old. He's been investigating the paranormal for the past eight years, and has always had an interest in both the paranormal and history of South Florida. It all started when he uh, was on a ghost tour and caught certain anomalies that he could not explain, and that's what kicked his office investigation career. 
He has continued to investigate on his own until he joined Prison Paranormal five years ago. And during those five years, Eric has learned from some of the best paranormal investigators in the business. He has experience in finding haunted locations and helping operate, help operating paranormal events. Eric also has media experience, and he's made television appearances on Telemundo, Univision, and America TV. His specialty is working with the technological aspect and the use of equipment to verify scientific anomalies that are present, either on video or audio, during a paranormal investigation. Eric, welcome to Paranormal Stakeout, my friend. Oh, thank you, Larry. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. Well, um, you're you're down in the South End. A lot of folks uh, don't realize the uh, not only the uh, history uh, of the South End of Florida, but also the paranormal history. And uh, you've been down there for quite a while now. How did tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the field? Well, um, pretty much, I was a paranormal fan, like everyone else. You know, watching the shows on TV. Um, that's what caught me interested in in the paranormal and then you know I'm back then I'm not as skeptical as I was back then but I was very skeptical and I just wanted to see for myself um you know what was really out there and what I could find and what other people could find and I started going on these ghost hunting tours um actually started down you know in Key West and St. Augustine and and I didn't have much. I just had my camera and started getting, you know, weird things on there that I couldn't explain. And then one day I went down to the Deering Estate in Miami. Um, the paranormal group over there called Prison Paranormal, run by David Pierce Rodriguez, was running an event there. And after the event, I um, pretty much approached them and told them, I want to go on a real investigation and I'll do anything. I'll carry equipment do whatever I have to do. And before I know it, I'm doing paranormal events, making TV appearances. Um, and we were doing events down in, in Miami mm -hmm. at some historical locations and got to, you know, witness some things I couldn't explain. And within the five years, you know, I had a lot of growth, um, met a lot of awesome people who taught me a lot. Um, um, with David at Prism and, you know, Scotty and Zap at War Party Paranormal. Um, I got to spend time with um, Rob Damaris from Ghost Hunters International. I learned a lot from him. Um, and now I'm with War Party and War Party has grown to such a huge team. Um, we're probably one of the largest teams in Florida. Um, and Scotty gave me the opportunity to start a South team to cover the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Mm -hmm. So I just put together a team of eight members and, you know, we're getting started, um, with doing, I already did my first residential in South Florida with war party and we're working on doing some events coming in the future down in South Florida. Cool. Well, and I'm kind of anxious to chat with you about that a little later in the show, but so you've, you've been at this for about eight years. What... And, and you you had some uh, things that happened on a tour. What is it that kind of turned your head, so to speak, and made you start investigating this phenomenon? What what was it? I just like I just like the unknown. I like I I want to I want answers. You know, like like most people. And and when I went on my when I first got my first anomaly was on a ghost hunting tour in St. Augustine. We were at the St. Augustine lighthouse mm -hmm. and supposedly, supposedly, um, you know, that place is extremely haunted. I've gotten some pretty good evidence there. Um, recently I've gone back and when we were doing the ghost tour, you know, I'm taking pictures. We're out in front of the, um, in front of the keeper's house and across the street from it is, uh, as a little playground and they were telling us that that the the story is is that back in the late 1800s when they were they were building the lighthouse they had a ramp that they would bring supplies from the docks and the ramp up from the docks all the way up to the top of the lighthouse and there was a cart and the little girls um i believe it was the lighthouse keepers had two little girls and one of the um housekeepers had a girl and they used to play together and they used to play on that cart, like sort of like a roller coaster going up and down until one day 
they had a tragic accident where they were going down the cart and I guess the brake wasn't on at the end and they ended up tumbling into the water and ended up drowning. So in the ghost tour, they're telling, telling us that in that playground, whereas now, you know, you can't even see the water from, from, from where at that point, but back then that's, you know, pretty close where the ships used to dock with the supplies, but they were saying that weird things happen there. Like, like on the swing set, the swings will start mm-hmm. swinging for no reason. So I, you know, wandered off by myself in that area, started taking some pictures and got some weird light ribbons that I couldn't explain. Um, and then I got, I got a lot of those and, you know, I couldn't figure out what it was. I just thought it was odd because I've never ca- captured anything like that. And then it got to the point where, you know, I, I went to one of the, Prison Paranormals events down in Miami at the Deering Estate and, you know, started joining them and then building my equipment piece by piece. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I have so much stuff. When I go on investigations, I can't even sh- figure out what I'm going to use. <laughs> well, let's let's go back to St. Augustine for a second, because quite sure. frankly, that's the um, that is the place where uh, my uh, my career, if you'll, you want to call it that, began when uh, my older son and I, Ryan, the same one that went with me to England. Uh, had an event in the lighthouse. Um, we actually uh, heard the kids laughing in there. And being a cop, first thing I did was look for uh, speakers and microphones and whatnot and couldn't find any. And we've been back several other times and had some really, um, really interesting um, events there. So I, I can totally understand the lighthouse uh, piquing your interest. The light ribbons you saw, I got to ask you this question. No chance it could have been the camera moving or, um, or uh, uh, aperture being open too long as you tried to cross a, a light or anything like that. Did, it was when I was taking those photos. It was in pitch black darkness. There wasn't any light going on. Ah, okay. I mean, okay, back then I didn't. I did, back then I didn't know too much. Like you know, you know, a lot of people are into orbs. I'm not. I used to be back then. Until I learned that you know anything could cause an orb off of a photo and in the, in the camera, so you know, true. It could be moisture, mm-hmm. dust. So you know, I've got got to learn a lot more throughout my years about what was paranormal and what wasn't. Well, that's and that's a great question. You talked about the training that you got. Uh, uh, like I said, Zap and and Scotty up there in the uh, War Party, tremendous folks. But uh, especially with prison, what kind of training did you get? There's so many folks there now that just get into this and they they jump on the internet and they go to Amazon.com or whatever and buy the first piece of equipment and they really don't know how to use it. How did you get around that? What kind of training did you get to um, to make you more learned in the field? Well, when I started with Prism, um, I mean, David Pierce Rodriguez, he's the director there. That's pretty much where I got all my training was through him. Mm-hmm. And he's like pretty much a guru when it comes to paranormal equipment. Um, it was a small team. It was just him. Um, we had an investigator slash medium. And then we had another medium that was on the team. So pretty much it was like around, you know, three to four of us at one point. And um, I pretty much just got thrown into it. I, I learned from him how he used the equipment. Um, he recommended, you know, what equipment to use. I mean, when I first started, I was more into like, you know, taking videos and pictures. And I know like getting paranormal evidence through that is very difficult. So I started out, mm-hmm. my first equipment was with the, um, the knockoff GoPro that was um, modified for full spectrum. Right. And, and then just started filming a lot. Um, started getting EVPs on that camera. Then, you know, I built it up slowly, started getting recorders. Uh, my first um, de- EMF detector was a K2 meter and now more sophisticated. Um, got a got a REM pod later on and mm-hmm. so on and just built it little by little. Well, we're getting ready to take our first break here in just a second, but when we get back, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about equipment because you, you mentioned in your, your bio that you're a your tech guy, so I want to hear more about that and I'd like sure. to hear a little bit more about the investigations that you've done. So, folks, stay with us, uh, and we'll be back in just a few minutes right after this break with my guest tonight, Eric Vanden of Warpark Paranormal. Be back in just a flash. 
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Eric Vandalin of War Party Paranormal out of West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, Eric's running uh, the South End team for War Party Paranormal, covering the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. So, Eric, uh, just before we went on the break, you were talking a little bit about how you got into the field and uh, your mentors, so to speak. But now that you've been doing this for a few years, you've been investigating on your own, correct? That's correct. That's how I started. Tell them, tell us a little bit about your first real experience. I, I know you mentioned that you kind of got your interest peaked in St. Augustine. I can certainly understand that. Um, but talk to me about your investigations. Uh, any amazing things happened there to you? Anything that's really uh, caught you off guard, scared you, for lack of a better word? Um, well, I'm not really a type of person that gets scared. Like, if something catches me off guard, I pretty much go after it to see what it is. Okay. But um, I, I, I did like, I don't know how many investigations when I first started at the Deering Estate. And it's one of the most haunted places in Miami. Um, Tell us about the Deering Estate. What is the Deering Estate? Well, the Deering Estate, it originally started as the town of Cutler when the settlers started coming into Miami and developing Miami. And the town of Cutler is just, I don't know, maybe like a 30, like a 20 minute drive south of of downtown Miami. And basically what, what it was is the way they, the sellers arrived there was by boat and it was a little town. Um, They had a hotel there called the Richmond Cottage, um, which expanded throughout the years. And once the, once um, Henry, Flagler built the railroad train down to Key West. Um, he built it further out west, and everyone thought he would build it along the coastline, but you know that was prime property, and no one wanted that. So once the railroad was built, which was back in the early 1900s, late 1800s, the mm-hmm. town you know was abandoned, and then Charles Deering. Um, he ended up buying the property and ended up living in the Richmond Cottage while he was building his mansion, um, which was Stone Mansion. And even before that, I mean, the history goes back to the days of the Tequesta Indians. 
Um, there's an Indian burial mound that's there that dates back over 300 years old. Um, the University of Miami archaeological team has been digging there. They found a woolly mammoth, a saber-toothed tiger, and just recently they found, um, I don't know, maybe like a couple thousand-year-old um, Indian little girls that were buried there. So they're digging again. Interesting. So it's okay. rich with like, you know, Native American history and, you know, going all the way through Charles Deering when he was living there. So supposedly on the property, we've gotten evidence of Native Americans. I've gotten EVP there by the um, burial mound. And we've gotten mm -hmm. evidence of Charles Deering and, and his wife, Marion Deering. We got an EVPs of them. Um, what did, how, how were you able to identify them in, in the EVP? Well, by asking questions um, mm -hmm. and then answering the questions intelligently, pretty much confirming who they were. Um, okay. not, not, not by actually, well, we've gotten a couple um, EVPs where we've gotten Charles, but just like asking questions that related to their lives there, we pretty much narrowed it down that that could have been them. Um, even before he lived there, we've gotten activity of, I'm, I'm thinking, maybe people who used to stay at the Richmond cottage when it was the town of Cutler. We've gotten a lot of EVPs of a, a little boy that seems like he's stuck there. Um, I've heard footsteps in the stone mansion. There's a, there's a basement there that's pretty interesting that, that the people at the Deering estate didn't find until after Hurricane Andrew when they were, they discovered uh, an old bookshelf that was hiding a, a uh, vault door, like a bank vault door. Uh, and yeah, they a had to mystery there. Yeah, and they had to they had to have a a safe cracker come in, and you know they were really cautious because they thought maybe something like that would be booby trapped. But basically, that was a wine cellar that was hidden during the prohibition years. And we've gotten a lot of EVPs, weird cold spots, odd EMF hits there. Tons of evidence out of during a state then. Yeah, I've probably been investigating there, done investigations there for, I don't know, I've probably done like 20 investigations at that place. Well, now, uh, the most compelling is some of the EVPs, from what I'm getting, is the most compelling stuff you've got out of there? I'm sorry, say that again? Yeah, the EVPs are the most compelling evidence that you've got from the Deering Estate down in Miami? That's correct. EVPs, um, a lot of personal experiences. You know, I'm, I talked about the footsteps. I've seen doors oh, open. Right. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Were you able to get a lot of that on camera? Um, we weren't able to get the footsteps or the doors, but, you know, mostly on camera, what we get is like we're using EMF meters and asking questions, and, you know, the meters go off on cue almost like they're answering it. I've gotten that on video. Sure. And tons of EVPs as well. And the, I guess the reason I'm um, really hitting on this is you've gotten a lot of evidence there. And what have you? What do you guys do with that evidence once you get it? Do you collect it, save it, uh, and, and keep it, preserve it? What do you guys do with the evidence then? Basically, we post it. We um, we posted on well back then when I was with, with Prison Paranormal, we posted on the mm -hmm. the Facebook page on on the website to try to share it with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that 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 I'm very very um, focused in on is the collection and preservation of the evidence, so that and you and and sharing it obviously with others because I think that's something we don't do enough uh, in this field, but also. Uh, keeping it so that we can examine it and compare it to other evidence that maybe investigators that came down there and did an investigation themselves in the Deering Estate, or perhaps even did it in another place, yet the comparison of the evidence could uh, could provide a link to the phenomenon, if that makes sense. Um, well, that is, that is correct, because um, between our events, we would invite other teams to come investigate us, mm -hmm. just us alone, and it's funny because we got similar EVPs of, you know, the people that used to stay there. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, have you been able to identify, for example, have you gotten any names that you've been able to go back and historically uh, verify that were there? 
In other words, have you well, got a name on an EVP that you've been able to compare with that? Right. Well, uh, an actual event in the past. Well, the hard part was back when it was the town of Cutler, there wasn't much records of it. So it was, it was kind of hard to verify um, who that person was. Um, I know we've gotten, uh, remember I mentioned about the boy um, EVPs that we were talking about, and we've gotten we've gotten his name. We've gotten a lot of Peters, and we've gotten even a boy's voice saying Peter. Uh -huh. um, and for some reason, whenever we have, like, you know, the meters that light up every now and then, like, it's almost like he's, like, playing with a toy. Like, he likes to light, light them up. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and that, that's good stuff. And you, once you get that, do you preserve it somewhere so that you could pull it up five years later and compare it to what somebody else got is, do you guys have that mechanism in place? Um, we do preserve it. I guess it's preserved on our, on our, on the webpage and the, the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't really try to, we do preserve it, but the, the reason why we preserve it is we like to share it when we do our events um, when we, when we have our events, what we do in the beginning is we do a presentation of all the evidence that we've collected. And there's been other teams before PRISM that have investigated that place that has gotten some pretty incredible evidence. Um, actually photo uh, photography evidence as well. Really? And who was that? No offhand? Um, it was called, they were called messengers. They're no longer, um, operating now. Um, the director of Messenger, she moved to Detroit, Michigan, but uh, they've gotten some incredible pictures, like one picture, um, well, the Deering Estate, it sits right on Biscayne Bay, and there's a key, mm -hmm. keyhole channel where the where Charles Deering's boat used to come in, and the channel's, you know, is shaped as a keyhole, and along it is all these um, palm trees, and someone had caught a photo of a lady in a Victorian dress. Um, we've Someone else from Messengers has also caught um, an Indian figure, almost like they were wearing like a vest with beads on it, but very faint. Okay. Um, the last time I was there, we've caught an image of a lady that was, um, we were all the way out by the water and towards looking towards inland, towards the Deering Estate. We got an image of a lady, and it was really strange. You could see like her hands, but their hands were lighting up. And also the face, it was really odd and no one was out there because I would, I would have been able to see them. Right. But where are these photos now though? And that's, and that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Where are the, where are these photos and can other people see them and compare them to what they had? And that's where evidence collection and preservation truly comes into play here. And, and that's a, like I said, a big bugaboo of mine, if you will. That's, right. I, I think that's how we're going to be able to gain the legitimate legitimacy we need in this field is by collecting the evidence in this way. But Hey, well, that's just that's me. That, no, that's a great question because I started an Instagram account just to share my evidence and it's just really blown up. I just have a lot of people that are reaching out to me, even investigators mm -hmm. from all over the world. And that's what I do. Everything I could, a lot of the, the great evidence that I capture and even, even talking about messengers, what they caught, that's all posted on my Instagram page. And that's, a, and that's a great way to keep it, especially if people are getting a hold of you from other parts of the world. Now, we're getting ready to take our next break here. So, folks, stay with us. Got some more questions to ask as we talk to David. Uh, I'm sorry, Eric Vanderlin <laughs> of Warpoint Paranormal. So stick with us. We'll be back right after these messages. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. 
Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And be liberated from your fear of public speaking. And we are back for round three of tonight's episode of Paranormal Stakeout with my guest, Eric Vanderlin. Um, Eric, just before the last break, we, we really started talking about your group and the, your, the evidence you've collected and, and what's been done with the evidence. And you, you brought up some good points about uh, keeping stuff on, on your, your Instagram. Um, but there's more to what you do than just investigate. You guys are involved in... Um, paranormal events paranormal tourism as i like to call it correct right we do that as well now we're doing that with i'm doing that with war party on top of the paranormal events we also do residentials where that we're here to help people if they think right. something's going on in their residence or business um, we can go out there and investigate and help them out oh cool though let's let's, well, let's talk about that for just a second sure um helping people out tell me how what your goal is what you what you try to do to help well it's very structured when i was with um prison paranormal i didn't get to do many residential events i just started doing that with war party paranormal um and i pretty much learned the process from scotty and zap and they're pretty professional about it we actually have a um a, a client care um representative that if someone thinks something's going on in their home or business and wants us to come by before that happens, we have this individual on our team that does the client care, mm -hmm. um, go through, ask them a series of questions, um, you know, anywhere from, you know, if they drink, ha um, do drugs, if they have any issues with mental illness um, and so on. Yeah, very sensitive stuff yeah and i think most groups that are that are professional responsible in war party i i certainly would count into into that uh mold that's what they do they check and make sure they know what they're walking into so or you've got a customer a uh, customer uh care uh person there go on from there what do you what do you guys do next at the at a residence so once they decide that it, it's worth going in there to investigate, like for example, the one I did recently, um, we'll go in there and investigate, but what we'll do is we'll have the client um, not watch us investigate. We either have them away from the house or in the bedroom. And then what we try to do is collect as much evidence as we can and not tell them anything about it and review it. Mm -hmm. And what we then what we'll do is we'll go back and tell them our findings and, you know, tell them if we think anything's really going on there. I mean, a lot of times you'll get people who think something's going on in their house and 
it's really you know nothing or it could be something that um, is mental um, we have professionals outside of the team that we can refer them to anywhere from from ministers to psychiatrists that can help these people out so you actually refer refer folks to medical personnel that's correct okay um, what is your goal when you say to help what's your primary function in helping well we want to we want the client to you know their mind to be at ease um, first of all what we want to, we want to know if there's actually something paranormal going in their house mm-hmm. um, like for example, the last investigation I did, um, the lady had a had a video that she took on her phone where she got some EVPs there, mm-hmm. um, and she just wanted to get validation that she wasn't going crazy, that there was something actually going on in her house. Okay. So, so basically, what we do is we go there and give give them the validation if there is or if there isn't, um, and you know everybody's. Everybody has a different situation when it comes to what type of residences we do. Um, just recently, um, I wasn't a part of it, but this was actually last night. War Party had a residential up in West Palm Beach, and supposedly someone was dabbling in demonic and satanic um, rituals, and they believed that something was going on there and their residence as well. Now, did they find out about the... Um the black arts uh, activity in there prior to the investigation? Did the uh, customer care uh, person find that out prior to? Ex- in exactly. other words, did they, know, did they know going in? They did know going in. Okay. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you folks come across investigations where you f- were able to tell the client that there really isn't anything there? It's the, the heavy EMFs from, um, I don't know, a transformer that's causing the them to feel paranoid or experience certain things have you ever been able to debunk it and tell them no you're you're okay there's nothing going on here oh yeah definitely like for example um that one residence i was telling you about she had a lot of high emf going on in her in the guest bedroom and in the living room and then right there's a wall that separates those two rooms Mm -hmm. and she had a router that was transmitting wi-fi that was pretty powerful and that mm-hmm. was emitting a high EMF. Um, we didn't get much. We didn't get any evidence, but I think that the high EMF was something that that might have caused um, her reason to believe that maybe something was going on. Um, if I could tell you the story really quickly, basically what it, what was going on was her mom had recently passed away, and this was around the holidays during Christmas time, and she was feeling down, and she was having issues with her boyfriend, mm. and she took this video and heard voices of her mom, and the video is pretty incredible. But to keep a long story short, after the investigation, we didn't get anything, and you know the only thing that I could explain was either the high EMF or. Maybe maybe something was going on, but maybe her mom was showing up during the holidays because that was a special time in her mom's life, spending time with the with her with her daughter, mm-hmm. and she was going through a hard time, and maybe she was just trying to comfort her. And and could also it be the emotion she's feeling of losing her mother, perhaps exactly uh, contributing to it. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that we need to worry about as as paranormal investigators that, to be responsible. Um, I worry about folks that go into to homes and say that we're going to help solve your problem, and they give folks that maybe have some other underlying issues false hope. Uh, exactly. I guess one of the one of the visions I get is uh, somebody walks in. I I, I want to know what's going on here, and, and I need you to take care of it. And a group comes in and cleanses the house, as a lot of groups do. Right. And uh, I'm not doubting that can't happen, but what what then happens if the the organization says we've taken care of the problem, and the person feels better for a day, and then suddenly, for whatever reason, they're experiencing it again, and next thing you know, they become worse off physically and mentally because this problem is supposed to be solved, and it's not. And that group said my problem was solved, and it's not. And now it's worse, right. and it could be from a bunch of different reasons. So that's why I'm I'm very, 
very concerned about ethics in our business and making sure people don't make claims that they can't come through with. Exactly. And and that's where responsibility comes into place. Right. Now, and that's that's why with War Party Paranormal, we have these um, professionals that we can refer them to. If she's suffering from depression, we can have someone that can help her with that. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, and and that's that's good. Now, have you ever run across a case where it's truly you believe something to be demonic in nature, and they need some sort of religious or spiritual help? Has that ever occurred? No, not yet. Um, I I plan to focus on doing more residentials since that's what War Party Paranormal is all about, helping people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the reason why I joined them, and that and also to you know run a team down south, having that opportunity. So I'm still learning about that. Um, hoping to get better at it. Yeah, and then and helping people is a great thing as long as we're not telling them we can do things that we can't. And a lot of groups do that, but a lot of folks don't. And like I said, I know War Party have a lot of faith in, in Zap and Scotty, so I, I know they run a great operation. But let's take a couple minutes now to talk about this topic of paranormal tourism. You know, uh, and, and I conduct tours myself, and I really, really thought for a while this will be a phenomenon that will die off. Well, I'm finding it's not. There's more and more people that are wanting to see what this whole thing is about, and I think it's, um, I think it's, it's, it's grown in the industry. It's, it's made this phenomenon get even bigger. What is it that you guys do, your war party do, as far as uh, um, getting this information out to the public? Tell us a little bit about it. Um, we advertise it um, through social media. That's where you can get a lot of like, a lot of people interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, actually, that's the only way. That's and you know through word of mouth, um, wherever we are doing these events. The, um, that place will advertise it as well on their website. Um, it, they've been pretty easy to sell out. I mean, a lot of people are interested in these things. I, I would agree. Well, what sort of uh, events do you do? What sort of um, things do you do? Do you do tours? So, do you do? So our events are are completely different. Or you know, they're different than what you would do, like say at at a Key West or. Um, St. Augustine, a lot of them are, a lot of those where they give you a K2 meter and you walk around and they tell you ghost stories. Ours is more hardcore. What we do is, I mean, we have tons of different types of equipment and we pretty much have this, these groups of people, we'll split them up because we're in a large, um, location to small groups and we'll, we'll actually investigate with them and give them mm -hmm. opportunities to investigate with us and take a crack at it. You teach in other words, you show yeah. them how. Exactly. Do you, do you share the history with them also? Because I feel history is an important yes, part of this. Yes, definitely. Yep. How do you how do you intertwine the two? Well, basically, for example, we're we just started doing um, paranormal events at Yesteryear Village, which is mm -hmm. in West Palm Beach, uh -huh. and Yesteryear Village has a collection of historical homes that we're going to oh. be demolished. Well, hang, hang on just a second. Okay. I just looked at the clock. We're about ready to take our last break. When we get back, I want to hear, want you to tell my, me and the audience about Yes to Your Village. It's a pretty cool place down in Palm Beach. Uh, so stay with us, folks. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest, Eric Vanderlin. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Oh. 
they are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through trinday.com or amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. And we are back, folks. This is our uh, last segment of tonight with my guest, Eric San- Vanderlin of War Party Paranormal. And you can check them out at www.warpartyparanormal.com. You can also catch them on Facebook and Instagram under Ghost Hunters of South Florida. So get on there and check out uh, Eric and his team and uh, check out War Party out of uh, West Palm Beach. Also want to make note of the great programming here on the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network. All the great shows, you can get to it by checking us out at www.xzbn.net. I'd also like you to uh, visit me on my website, www.paranormalfbi.com, or on the show here at www.paranormalstakeout.com. So, Eric, as we uh, finish this last segment together, you were talking about yesteryear. It's a village in West Palm, and it's one of the events that your organization puts on. Tell us a little bit more about it. What is Yesteryear Village? Well, Yesteryear Village has a collection of historical buildings. Um, These were buildings that were spread out all over the West Palm Beach area. that were pretty much going to be demolished, but the folks at Yesteryear Village wanted to save the history and actually moved them over to this location and restored these buildings. Um, the most the most famous building that's there is the Riddle House, which was featured on Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be the cemetery caretaker's home uh, at a um, cemetery out east uh, in West Palm Beach. And... It, this place is really interesting. There must be like about at least 15 buildings. We investigate five of them, and they're all. We've gotten some pretty good activity there. Mm-hmm. Well, well, tell tell me about the events. You you allow the public to come in. You guys basically um, guide them through the event. Right. So basically, what what we do is they have volunteers there. Um, they know the history of all the the buildings and. And they're dressed up in, you know, late 1800 period clothing. And we split everyone into groups and rotate them at each of these buildings. Mm -hmm. And the volunteers, they'll walk around and tell them the history of the place. And then once they enter the building, we have different groups of people with paranormal equipment in these buildings. And we do our investigation while they're there and try to gather evidence while they're there on the spot. And by the time they walk into the building, the volunteers already explained the history of the place. 
So then you'll you'll show them how to use the equipment and uh, talk to them about any uh, evidence they may have gotten, explain whether it's uh, evidence or it's uh, explainable, that type of thing? That's correct. Like um, we, we did our first event a few months ago. We're coming out with the with our next event, which will be August 9th. And the way I do it is I have the Riddle House. I have, you know, all my equipment laid out all over the house. Um, we walk around. We try to see if we can get any of the equipment to go off. Um, my main thing is um, getting evidence by EVPs with the recorders. Mm -hmm. So we'll ask questions and try to see if we can get some live EVPs right there on the spot. Uh, hey, what's the best evidence that you've gotten with guests that are coming to visit? The EVPs are the best. Have you got one in particular or any, anyone that stands out that you can um, recall? Yeah, we've gotten several. There's a place called um, the Settler's Home. And the Settler's Home, um, there used to be someone famous by the name of John Dillinger. I don't know if you remember him. He was an oh, old-time gangster. Oh, the name rings a bell, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and actually, I was with Zap, and we were doing recordings, and he asked, um, and I have that actually on video. And I actually, I made a promo video that's going to be on Yesteryear Village's website um, of all the evidence we gathered put into one little three minute video and zap asked the questions is there anyone here with us can you tell me your name mm -hmm. and he got a response of john and then dillinger but the last part of the name was cut off like because he cut him off mm -hmm. and that was pretty interesting and he didn't re even realize that don uh, john dillinger had stayed at that building until he turned his head and saw this plaque that had information about it. And then there was John D Dillinger's name right in front of him. Ah, see, that's, that's a great way to put evidence together with historical fact. I like that. Um, so that, that was, that, that is pretty significant. Any uh, visual sightings there by e either you during your investigation or during guests that you bring when you bring them in? Um, we haven't had any visuals. We've done private investigations to gather evidence so we can present it to the, to the guests that come. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've had some experiences. Um, there's a place called a building called the Hunter's Shack. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like an old log cabin and, um, many of our, well, several of our investigators have seen shadow figures there. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten, and then just a lot of EVPs and intelligent okay. EVPs as well. Now, what do you mean by intelligent EVPs? If you can explain that to, to, to the, my audience. To the point where I'm asking a question and I get an intelligent response. In other words, they answer the question directly. Exactly. Just like how All I right. mentioned the, the EVP with John Dillinger. Sure, sure. And um, we also how, use, we also, I'm sorry, we also course. use, um, um, spirit boxes as well. It's connected to a portal speaker, mm -hmm. and we've gotten some pretty good responses off that as well. Now, what what type of what piece of equipment? What does that do? Just to so so basically, knows. what a spirit box is, it's almost like your old transistor radio, mm -hmm. and when you're turning the tuner, like say like with a knob, and you're going through the stations, you get like if you do it fast, you'll get words going through the station, and static in between. The white noise, right? And, noise exactly and a lot of a lot of investigators um believe that um spirits can communicate through those radio frequencies um so a lot of times we've gotten you know intelligent responses to that and then what the the portal speaker does is it cuts out all the white noise to where you only hear the voices to make it sound a lot clearer Interesting. And ITC, instrumental transcommunication, or this this gathering of, of voices through the white noise, that actually goes way, way back. And even people like Thomas Edison, um, uh, Nikolai Tesla, and some of the famous early scientists in the, the radio world uh, uh, talked about that possibility. So I, I personally, correct. this is just my, my opinion, I think that's where we're going to get. If we're going to get a break, it's going to be in that field. Um, so I find that very fascinating. Now, how many people do you get coming to these uh, events, average? Um, we try to keep the, the group small just to make it more intimate. If you have too, too many people there, you're going to get a lot of, um, you know, a lot, you won't get, sure. you know, the, the quiet that you need to collect evidence because it does have to be quiet and a lot of interference. So what we try to do is we try to keep it to about 30 people and we split them up into three groups of 
or maybe four groups between 10 and five people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and do you guys charge for this? Yes, sir, your village does, yes. Okay. And uh, But do you guys receive any compensation for, for your work? No, our compensation for our work is having a chance to investigate the place our, ourselves. I mean, we're very passionate about the paranormal. So mm -hmm. when we get a really incredible place like this, I mean, we'll do these events for free. And I enjoy doing events. I mean, I enjoy sharing and, you know, showing this out to the, the people who haven't experienced this. And, and I think sharing the history of the property is another huge part of it too. And I, and I applaud exactly. you for that. Sharing the history and getting the history out as well as the paranormal history, both, both can be very important, but I think we've lost in our whole society the, the understanding of history and how important it is. So I, I'm really, really uh, glad to hear you guys are doing this. So you get- and, your and, for, and for me doing these events, when I'm going to these historical places, for me, it's like you're going back in time, like back mm -hmm. in history. That's why I that's one of the reasons why I enjoy it. Good, good. Well, so let me ask you this question. You've been doing this for a, a few years now. You've had some experiences. You've gotten some good evidence. Um, what do you think this phenomenon is? What is a ghost? What's your opinion, your theory? I think it's, I could be, I think it could mean a lot of things. I, because, you know, Albert Einstein said that energy never ends, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think it's just, it could be lingering energy. It could be someone who passed away and, you know, had a tragic past or that was really attached to a place like Charles Deering and his place. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're at the Deering estate during sunrise, it's the most incredible view you ever see in your life. Like, why would you want to leave that place? And I also believe that, that when you pass away, and everyone has different beliefs. Um, I my background is Christian belief, and I believe when you go go off to your heaven and me, you know, heaven with God, and that that happens. There's no there's no there's no time, mm -hmm. and I think that period when you pass away and reach the place where you're going to end up, since there's no time and we're in time. That could maybe take a matter of seconds for us, for them, but for us, that could be one day, it could be 10 years, it could be 100 years, since time yeah. doesn't exist. That's my theory. Yeah, and, and I, I can't disagree with that. And there's so many theories out there, everything from uh, dimensional theories that, uh, that uh, Einstein also talked about, as well as, uh, is it the residual energy of those that have passed, or is it our own mind that is the other th interesting yeah. theory that's out and that's, that's why out we do this because no one's an expert in it we're all discovering and we're all pioneers here, trying to learn and here's why your events at the yesteryear village is so darn important because if you guys go out there and you investigate and you collect that evidence you save it and you compare it and you find patterns or you find uh differences in the evidence you've collected it's going to get us further towards finding the answer as to what really really does ex exist on the other side exactly. and unfortunately my friend we have reached the end of our time tonight but a great discussion thank you so much for joining us thank you um, for bringing me and i hope to have you again soon give my best to uh to scotty and the gang and folks thank you for joining us tonight on paranormal stakeout we'll see you next time on the other side, have a good night. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. Oh!
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.